are my team and I are doing this month is we are looking through some of the strategies that we use with our private clients and really looking at what um, what moves the needle the most, what is getting the results that we want, certainly based on the efforts that we put into it. Um, you know, is there anything we would keep? Is there anything we would try that, you know, maybe not have would have worked out the way we wanted it to. Like basically we're auditing our process that we do for our private clients. And there's one thing that came up where I was like, oh, for sure, this is something we are going to keep. We've started recommending it more and more for our clients. And it's definitely something that we are going to keep. And that is when it comes to delivering your course lessons. Because this is the point where a lot of course creators stall out. Stall out meaning like they have this momentum, they're making progress, they're moving forward, and then they just hit this point and they they cannot move past it. And so I wanna talk through what this strategy is and you might consider doing this for your course or for your next launch. And what I'm talking about is how you deliver your materials. So the standard that a lot of people think of is a pre-recorded course, pre-recorded videos, pre-recorded modules, lessons. While that is fantastic and there are amazing courses out there that are pre-recorded, I wanna introduce this idea to you and, and walk you through some, some things that might help you evaluate if this is approach that would work for you or not. And the reason why I feel very passionate about this is because we have experienced um, working with some clients where they stall out on their end and they put the whole project on pause. So it can be, and it has been, and between you and me, it is currently for one client, I don't, uh, I don't wanna say stalled out, but it is, we did put the project on pause for, we're like three or four months now. Um, and another client I had worked with stalled out for over a year because they got hung up with pre-recording their course lessons. So much so, um, him and I were working together summer of 2021. We just launched fall, I want to say December 2022 with his course. Like it was that long that he put the project on pause because he had to get those lessons figured out on how he wanted to pre-record and edit and all of those things. And so I, I'm not saying that you can't pre-record. You absolutely can. But if this is something that's in your way of, of progressing and moving forward, what I want to share with you is the option to deliver your course lessons live. Okay? So there's a different way to go about your course compared to the pre-recorded lessons. And that is to deliver it live. So what that looks like is you are in a Zoom session with your students and you are teaching it live. You're teaching it, you're recording it. They are there in the virtual room with you as you're doing that. And so I'm gonna share with you some of the reasons why you might do that. Like what are our best tips for formatting it if you wanna go that way? And then how to discern, how to decide if this is approach that would work for you. Okay, um, so just 
general overall, this is what I'm talking about. You're in the Zoom session, your students are there live with you. If you wanna have a workbook, you can absolutely still do a workbook or assets that go along with your course. That's something that you could either share in advance or say, okay, with the recording, you're gonna get access to this. And then the recording is what you put in your course portal. So that's like the general framework. But why does somebody go this route? Why would they do this? Um, a few reasons. One of the reasons is you might want to test out your curriculum. You might want to test out your curriculum in front of people and get feedback. This is one of my favorite reasons why you would deliver your course lessons live is because you get real time feedback when you do it. And what do I mean by that? Real-time feedback might be somebody typing in the chat box asking a question. They might say something like, can you clarify? Or I don't understand. Or is this what you mean? You're getting that real-time feedback. Um, you can also see their faces. If you're in a Zoom room and they're in a meeting with like the meeting style, um, you see all their cameras. If they're giving confused faces, you know mm, something may not be clicking. If they're nodding their head, you're like, okay, yes, I know they're understanding. If they're distracted, they're not watching, their camera's not even on, that may be a sign that they've zoned out. So maybe they've zoned out because they're not engaged enough, maybe they're confused, maybe they are, um, um, uh, what do I want to say? They're like overwhelmed with so much information. I know sometimes if I'm listening to something and it's so much information, I kind of glaze over because I can't, it's like my brain can't absorb anymore. So you get that real time feedback. You can like, you can sense energy. You get a pulse from your people as you are there live. And what do you do with that information? So in the moment, you can, you can pause and say, before I move to the next section, are there any questions? And then you might get some questions and that's where you can really engage with your students to make sure that they are connecting. Um, you can also do something where, hmm, let me ask a question during, does this make sense? Is this helpful for you? And if they give more feedback, then you can adjust for the next week's session. Maybe you, maybe you give um, some more examples, maybe you um, tweak what you teach and how you teach it and the order you teach it based on this real-time feedback. So by doing this, you're not locked into um, this curriculum that you've spent hours pre-recording. It allows you to have flexibility with your students. The other reason why I like this is because you can, it allows you to focus on your launch a little bit more. So what happens a lot of times is um, with this approach, what we recommend for our clients is you have module one and two, maybe your first live training and your second live training, you have your slides ready, you have your notes ready. And that way you feel comfortable, you have a few things in the hopper ready to go, you can sell the course, right? You have your uh, cart open, you have your enrollment. And then once your students have purchased, they're going through week one, then on the back end, um, you might be preparing the third teaching session, the third module, the third week. And so you're always a week or two ahead of them. But this allows you time during your launch to be present in the launch, because you're not stressing about 
recording. You're not stressing about editing videos. You're not stressing about, do I have the right, you know, background and equipment and all that stuff in the launch. And it just allows you to be present when it comes time to answering questions and being there to enroll people and get them ready to enroll. It's also simple software, like a Zoom so I think Zoom is 15 bucks for the paid plan, 15 bucks a month. You need that and a webcam, a microphone on your computer, and that's it. So when you pre-record, you often um, might use additional software to edit it, to trim things, to make it fancy. And I think that's fabulous, but for the future launch. Um, and it also is may it may also save you uh, some of your funds and expenses because you're not paying for that software, but you're also maybe not paying a video editor to edit your pre-recorded modules. So it's a little bit simpler, more simple on the tech side of things as well. So those are some of the reasons why you might do live. Um, here's some examples of what it might look like. Um, the format of the actual call could be, Really simple at the beginning, I recommend intros, and it might be something like, put in the chat box, what are the wins that you've had this week? What are the wins? Share something that you know, you're know you grateful for. That is a great way to start off this session because it allows a little bit of buffer time to you know get people in the room. We like to, to give people a couple minutes before you actually get started, but those are also great screenshot assets that you can use. You start off with some wins, you can screenshot their answers, but then you can also see like what has connected with them, what's resonating with them, what have they been able to do in their business since last week's session. Then you teach, you teach, and I do like to say uh, you have slides that you're sharing, um, and then before you move on to different topics within that one session, pause and ask for questions because that's where you can get some real good feedback there. And then at the end, see if there are any other overall questions. So this might be teaching plus a Q&A or you might have that Q&A kind of laced throughout the session there. Now, one question that always comes up when somebody wants to do this, they say, Chelsea, what's the best time? For me to do this when should i offer this when should it when should i have this for my students and the short answer is there's no perfect time i think we all know that but we're really wanting there to be a perfect time what i recommend for you is to see what what works for your um your audience's schedule and i'll give you a couple examples i have one client she's an esthetician and her students work in their business typically Tuesday through Saturday, or like those are their busy days, Tuesday through Saturday. So she delivers her sessions on Monday because that's when they're most likely available um, to participate. Um, you can also do evenings. Evenings are a great way to capture people that might be uh, in a nine to five. We work with a lot of physicians and so they're in the hospitals, they're in the clinics, they're working, um, seeing patients during the day and then in the evening they might take the course. But I will say it also comes down to what works for your schedule. There is no perfect time, but for you, is there a better time for you to teach? Maybe you're the type that like by seven o'clock your pajamas on and there's no way you're going to do an evening session. Okay. So maybe you do a late afternoon session or maybe you have kids at home and they're loud in the background and a four o'clock session would absolutely not work. 
or 12 or whatever. So maybe evening would be better for you as well. So those are some things to think about when it comes to the time. What I would say is don't do it on the weekend. People will often say, the weekend is a great idea. I I would love to do that. Sure, we're not doing anything on Saturday, but Saturday morning rolls around or Sunday evening rolls around. No, they're they get caught up in this time to relax. So I really don't recommend doing it on the weekends. Um, That is to say you might have a, your audience might, that might be the only time, but I would lean more towards an evening versus a weekend if that was the case, especially if you have a lot of nine to fivers. But the big thing with the live is you have to create the atmosphere. You have to tell them what to expect. You have to encourage them to attend. And what do I mean by that? So that might be something where you say, hey, if you're gonna, uh, maybe our sessions are one o'clock. I know you are, you know, you might be busy. Come join on your, your lunchtime. Or that it's okay if you're joining from your car or you're busy parents, great. Bring your, you know, who cares if the kids are in the background, just make sure it's on mute have that kind of atmosphere that you encourage. And I have personally been on calls where people are in their car, they're eating lunch, they have their child strapped to them because you know they're being a parent at the same time as they're trying to develop their business, grow their business, you know, um, develop their uh, personal goals, whatever that might be. But you have to create that atmosphere and be forthcoming and say, it's okay that you have life happening at the same time. That will release a lot of their pressure thinking like they need to have this perfect setup in order to join you live. Another thing with that, with the atmosphere, is you might do a separate Q&A session where say you go live on Mondays to teach the course, you might also have a live session on Thursdays. So having a different time allows people to um, interact and show up with you. It just gives more options. You definitely don't have to do that, but that is an option for you as well. And then I also like to remind them that even if they can't make it live, they're gonna get the recording in the course platform. I usually set a standard for 24 hours or less. It's almost always less, but it does take some time for the recording to actually process. And then you have to upload it to Kajabi or whatever course platform you're using. So just keep keep that in mind. I do like to give parameters of when they can expect it there. Now, one thing you may be thinking is, but Chelsea, this is only for people that have low price courses, a 197 course, a 297 course. And I wanna challenge that thought. Why is it that you think that going live is not worth as much, less quality, things like that? We have done this for some of our clients successfully that have courses that are 197, 397, kind of on that lower course side. We've also done this for clients that have a 997 course, a 1997 course, and even higher than that. And the reason why I want to challenge that that notion that this setup only works if it's like low quality is because we're... I believe we are heading into kind of this trend of where people want more connection. They want more connection. They want proximity to the creator. They want, um, they feel there's more power with being with people. 
And so when you do a live session, you instill some of that community. You still some of that, um, instill some of that connection as well. And it does not have to mean that it's low quality. It does not mean that you don't teach well. It does not mean that, you know, a pre-recorded would be better. No, like this is real time for somebody to be able to say, hey, I have, let, me, let me type in the chat box. I have this question. You just shared an example and I'm not sure I fully understand. And to have that instructor or that course creator stop and um, stop and like answer your question, that is very valuable. So this is, this is just something that, a trend that I'm seeing, I wonder if you're seeing it as well, there's just this need, this demand for a little bit more connection and having a live course would definitely offer that. Now, I do not say, I do not mean that pre-recording is a bad option. No, pre-recording is still a fantastic option, but this is why you might consider doing live. Here are some reasons you might consider doing live compared to pre-recorded. And that is if you want forward motion with your course. You want to be making progress. You do not want to be um, stalling out. Um, this is also great for accountability because if you have people purchase your course, you have to deliver it. You have to put together your lessons. You have to put together your course materials. So you have baked in accountability right there. It's also something where it allows you to be more front and center in your business versus behind this behind the screens is what I like to call it. But you don't there is a time and a place to be behind the screens in your business, but if you can be interacting with your students, your ideal customer avatar, your ideal community, like I would take that you know, any day of the week versus hiding behind the screens, behind the scenes uh, for what you have going on there. Here's another big reason. If you have demand for your course, I've talked to so many people that say, I have to get this done because I've told people that I'm working on it and they want to enroll. If you have demand for your course, then I really encourage you to think about going live or teaching your lessons live so you can start interacting. You can start to deliver this with your students instead of saying, oh yeah, I know you're interested and you're warmed up and you're ready to go, but give me three to six months so I can pre-record it and then I'll get back to you. If you have demand, get it in front of your people now. It's also, if you're looking to generate revenue in your course with your course, Let's do it sooner rather than later. I do think it's helpful to do this version, this live version of your course, one, maybe even two times, maybe even three times before you pre-record. It's gonna allow you to massage your course curriculum. It's gonna allow you to you know, test out how you teach, how it's received to your students before you take the time to pre-record. And the final reason why you might go this route is because you may be one of those people out there that have set the goal to say, this is the year I'm launching my course. This is the year I'm doing it. I know you're out there because I see these posts all the time in the online communities that I'm a part of. You've declared this is your year because you have this moment of inspiration, but then you kind of like um, shrink back when it comes time to actually doing it. This is a great way for you to keep that promise to yourself to get your course out there. Okay, so I want to know from you, have you ever participated in a course that was taught live? If you did, what was your experience? 
share with me wherever you're watching this. If you're listening to this in the podcast, send me a DM on Instagram and Facebook. I would love to know. And then would you consider this? Are you considering this for your course? If you have more questions about it, maybe how this, you know, logistically how this would work, kind of some feedback from students, things like that. Again, send me a DM. Um, I, as I'm recording this, I have a goal to have 100 conversations with people this month. Uh, And I'm not even halfway yet. And we're about halfway into this month as I'm recording it. So I want to have a conversation with you. Send me a DM. Let's chat. I'd love to know what questions you have, if this is something you're considering, thinking about it, um, and we can go from there. All right. Thanks for tuning in. I will catch you next time.